Welcome to Psalm 38. This is the third of the penitential psalm. Now, as I said earlier, penitential psalms are psalms that expresses one's remorse over sin and pleads for God's forgiveness. This psalm in particular is a song of David, but this is a song full of his pain and his agony. He seems to suffer at the hands of God both physically and spiritually for a sin he had committed. In fact, you will get a glimpse of his agony as soon as you begin to read the psalm. He writes, Your arrows have struck me deep and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. Verse 5, My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. And verse 7 and 8, A raging fever burns within me and my health is broken. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. Now many commentators guess at the occasion, but they're not really sure of a specific time or an event when the sin was committed. But this much we know for sure that David is in pain and he recognizes God's anger against him on account of his sin. But then a good question to raise is, does God punish us for our sins now? How can we understand this issue? Let's say I sin, so God is angry and because God is angry, he makes me suffer. This simply would mean that in his anger, God wants to punish me. But we as New Testament believers know this, that God's punishing anger is deflected at the cross of Calvary. But what may still come our way is not his punishing anger, but his disciplining anger, which of course has a positive and loving purpose. In fact, in Hebrews 12 and 7 and 8, the author writes, Endure suffering as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you do not experience discipline like everyone else, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. So what really comes our way is not God's punishing anger, but his disciplining anger, which of course has a positive and a loving purpose. Wherein V.S.B. writes, God loves you too much to allow you to sin and to get away with it. If you disobey, he will rebuke you and then correct you. He will shoot his arrows from a distance or come closer and put his hands on you. But he will let you know that he is displeased. But he will let you know that he is displeased. And just simply look at the effect of sin on David's life. He is pierced by God's displeasure. He is overwhelmed by guilt. He is forsaken by friends and he is haunted by his enemies. But David doesn't give up on life because he has sinned. He quickly calls on the Lord. Verse 15, For in you, O Lord, I hope, you will hear, O Lord, my God. In you, O Lord, I hope, for you will hear, O Lord, my God. Now, isn't this wonderful hope that we have? That when we call on God, He takes away our sins. John 1, 29. He forgets our sins. Hebrews 10 and 17. He washes our sins away. Isaiah 1 and 18. He blots our sins out. Isaiah 43, 25. He wipes our sins out like a cloud. Isaiah 44 and 22. He pardons us from our sins. Isaiah 55 and 7. And He buries our sins in the depths of the sea, Micah 7 and 19. As you read the rest of the verses, you will soon realize that David has learned how to confess his sins and cry out to God for mercy. But let me show you something very interesting. In verse 17 to 20, David learns a big lesson. Now he realizes that he is always prone to sin. He now realizes that he's always prone to sin, that he could fall anytime. Isn't this huge? In fact, we can fall any time. And it is perhaps this very realization that helps us to cling on to God and upon His mercy so that we may not fall. 
It is G.K. Chesterton who said, there are many angles at which you can fall, but only one angle in which you can stand straight, and that is right relationship with the Lord. There are many angles at which you can fall, but only one angle in which you can stand straight, and that is in right relationship with the Lord. So may I say, the realization of our propensity to fall in any angle should lead us to stand strong in the one angle that we know, which is the right angle, and that is in right relationship with the Lord. Our realization of our propensity to fall in any angle should lead us to stand strong in the one angle we know, and that is the right angle, which is right relationship with God. But always remember this, even if we fall, the way out is to confess, repent and be restored and reconciled to God and to one another. You see, we may fall, we may sin. It is not a necessity, but there's always a possibility. But even if we do, there is a comeback and that is to confess our sins and to repent and be restored to God and to one another. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, may I always, always know that I can fall any time if not for the mercies of God. So dear Lord, hide me under your wings, cover me in your grace and help me walk by your truth. Search me, O Lord, and know if there is any way displeasing to you. And may I say, go ahead and discipline me so that I will live right and stand right before you all the days of my life. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.